Hello and welcome to season six, episode two of Cheap Seats. I'm your host, Hunter Chambers. Today is November 1st, 2018. Uh, this is your sports uh, broadcast show podcast brought to you by TPW. Um, I'm here with my man, Mark Studier. What is up? What's going on, guys? Derek Dungan. Howdy. Teddy Hirschfield. How you doing, Hunter? Kevin McCormick Jr. Yo, yo. And we got a new face here today. We got Kobe Manzo. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get right into it. The MLB just wrapped up the season. Boston, once again, took over another ship. So how do you guys feel about that? Just wanted to say, come out, take a moment here. Congratulations, man. Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> Big congratulations goes out for another World Series appearance. <laughs> and appearance. they failed to get appearance. it done again. So looking into the future, trying to see where Clayton Kershaw pans out, where he might go Goes in the future. Boston now. That Just might kidding. be it. No, he's not. <laughs> yo, yo. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just going to flat out say Boston was a fantastic team. I mean, we all Boston was it. a better team. Yeah, yeah by far. They're, I mean, they're definitely a better team. That was, ne- that was never the doubt. The doubt was if the Dodgers could pull, finally do it, and they couldn't do it. I mean, game four, 4 0. Yeah, they're up 4 0. Yeah. Come and back and lose. Didn't, did Kershaw pitch game four? No, because he pitched he pitched seven, didn't he? Or not seven, five, right? Yeah, I th- so I, I, yeah, yeah. it was five, seven, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to get too far into, like, next year and stuff like that, but I'm I'm calling it right now. Today, what did we say today was? November, November 1st, November 1st 2018. I'm calling it. Boston will not make it to the World Series in the next couple of years. They will lose. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees. Jeez, that's, that's, that's so that's funny that's there, Mark. But the point is, Boston had their run. I don't think they're gonna be able to come back. How about we touch on the five former Tigers that are yeah, part of that yeah, the World Detroit, Series team? The we 2014 have, Detroit Tigers. Yes, Dave Dombrowski, Rick Porcello, J.D. Martinez, David Price, and Ian Kinsler, all a part of that championship Ian Kinsler team. was on the Red Sox. That, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, wow. know that. I didn't know that. I was not aware of that either, but that that's five former Tigers, and it seems whenever we get rid of someone, they're finding success somewhere, whether it was yeah. that Verlander to Houston mm-hmm. or we got rid of Granderson, and all of a sudden he started, you know, being major productive over there, the the Yankees, I, I don't know, man. Well, what it is. I see what you mean. Like, it kind of makes me upset when, like, you see that, like, we have all these good players that get traded to, like, good teams, and they, like, have a breakout year. And then you look back at their stats when they're on our team, like, they didn't do very good. It just kind of makes me kind of angry that, like, we have all that talent, but we can't just use it. We can't use it correctly. Well, to be fair, baseball is a, it's a team sport. You know, it, oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's not about, you know, if you, let's say – you have a really good starting pitcher like the Dodgers. They have Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw pitches one out of five games. Exactly. So there's four out of the other five games that they still have to account for. Yeah, it's not really like the NBA where, you know, if you have LeBron, then you can Right, he can you, you take can it to the basket yeah. every time. But, like, when it comes to baseball, your best players, you know, if it's a pitcher, they maybe only pitch one or two times a series. Right, or you say, I got four sluggers in the lineup. Well, there's five other people you five have to account for. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's, so I, I mean – I and that's why I think Boston is going to kind of do the same thing that the Tigers have done, especially with Dabrowski. Dabrowski is really good at signing big names, yeah. as mm-hmm. as you can mm-hmm. see. It's just a matter of keeping them if he right. can do it or not. And now I think it's going to be the exact same thing that happened with the Tigers. Dabrowski, that was, was his third, I believe. I believe it was his third year uh, as GM for the Red Sox, and I don't think he'll be back. Yeah. And I think that in a couple of years Boston will be – 
Yeah, his like Dombrowski. His biggest problem is that he can get big names, but can't keep them. Right. Like look exactly. What with Scherzer. Exactly. We couldn't keep Scherzer at all, and then yeah. look what he's doing now. So Another guy who went on after the Tigers goes off to the National. Yeah. Yeah. Nationals. Yeah. Yep. Had a lot of success over there. Yeah. So. It's just I like mean, I mean, every Tiger player when you think about it. But that's just that's just Detroit luck. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, in the postseason, anyone that any kind of underachieving teams that you guys saw, someone that didn't make it as far as you thought they would. Definitely the Indians. They, yeah. They, they I, the Indians. yeah. I, I would agree. I agree with that. I would agree. The, the Indians, who'd they play? Was it? Uh, I think. Was it Boston? Did they win the Central? I think they did. No. Think, but yeah, yeah, no, they won the Central, yeah, and then they played, yeah, they was lost, it they Boston or Houston? Down. I think it was Houston. Was it? Either way, you know. I mean, they, I know that far. they, yeah, they lost 3-0, but, I mean, like, that's a team right there. They, they play solid as mm-hmm. a team. And yeah. yeah, there's a couple big names, but. Yeah, they lost the. Yeah. They lost to Houston. It was Houston. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just okay. also want to point out. I know um, uh, one of our beloved uh, old baseball players, uh, Willie McCovey, passed away recently at the age of eighty. So, uh, no. R.I.P. Who is, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> he played Tigers. Yeah, Tigers. He was okay. Tigers. Gotcha. And Giants. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's move on. Um, uh, thanks for that, Tom Bird. The NFL season. Uh, NFL. We're midway. Lions. We're officially to the midway point of the season. Um, Lions, three and four. We'll get to them later. But <laughs> Rams still undefeated. I remember talking two weeks ago. I was, they were they were 5-0 and oh at that time. They're still 8-0. Yeah. Uh, comeback win last week against Green Bay Packers. You yeah. know, they're they're looking to win it all this year to me. They're yeah. looking to win it all this year. They're looking unbeatable. Mm, I mean, granted, honestly, if we're being honest here, they probably should have lost to Green Bay. Yeah, but definitely, you know, a so win. Sh- so Lions should have too. A win, <laughs> comeback win. A win, was an yeah. a win is a win. So I mean, yeah, the Rams are definitely. Even if they did lose that game, they they're still they'd be seven one and they still look hot. Like yeah, even if they had lost that game. There would be no doubt. Timeout. Gurmery lost that game for the Packers. Oh yeah, for sure. But because um, if you would have gave that him, you would have give Aaron Rodgers the ball with a minute and a half left. Oh he's, yeah, he's putting it in the end zone yeah. or he's getting in field goal yeah, range. Oh yeah, because all they needed was three points to win the yeah, game for sure. So and yeah, Rodgers definitely would have drove them down the field in a minute and a half with like what two timeouts he had. I know he had some timeouts in his back pocket. Yeah. So I saw a good thing on ESPN. They were trying to make the relation between. Goff and Rodgers, and you look at that, and really the only similarity there is that they both went to Cal, and they tried to make they tried they really were trying to grasp at some connections, but those two really have very unique play styles, oh yeah, and they sure. just just the way that Rodgers is such a field manager, and Goff is really starting to come into that position and taking control, and we see the Rams have a lot of momentum, but their play style is very different, and it's yeah. very unique to them. So that was that was a really fun battle to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rodgers is a he's very sneaky athletic. Like you don't sneaky think he can athletic, run. Yeah, you don't I, think like, he, I like that word. You don't think he can run, For and sure. then all of a sudden he's dancing around in the pocket like Manziel, but he's not as fast. As <laughs> <Yeah. Manziel>. <laughs> <laughs> what about Kansas City coming in? I mean, what are they six one? Yeah, six and one. Seven one. They're seven yeah. and one, I believe. And yo, yeah. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt at the beginning of the season was like nowhere to be found like i remember i have him on my fantasy team and he was just nowhere to be found beginning of the season in the past three weeks he's had like 150 yards three tds 100 yards two tds last week he had that crazy play where he like got hidden and then he just <laughs> was like boom hurdle man <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Chiefs uh, are seven and one, and they got the Browns this Sunday. So yeah. probably going to build on Eight that momentum one. they yeah. got going. Oh, definitely. But, um, I mean, I think they have a just as equal chances going to the Super Bowl as the Rams do at this point. I mean, being seven and one, having Kareem Hunt, especially he's been going off the past few weeks. I think they have a great chance. Tyreek Hill, someone that big names. Or a team, oh, yeah. A team that no one really talks about is the Chargers, who are also in the AFC West with the Chiefs. They're positioned <laughs> at five and two, and Rivers, Philip over there, Philip Rivers, uh, he's has he has just as good, if not he's, better. He's having a better Mahomes. year than the past couple years. Yeah, than they're, definitely. They're sitting at five and two. They're really the dark horse of the whole AFC right now because no one's really t- talking about them. Um, but because the Chiefs, you know, Chiefs are seven and one, Chargers five and two. Chargers could definitely make a run for that. Div- Vision Lee is just a matter of what happens when they end up playing each other head to head. This would be a, a statement game this weekend for them. They got the Seahawks, yeah. and that would be a big um, win. That would be a big win. That'd be a statement win for them, and that might carry them out of that dark horse category and start making people that actually consider them as a contender. So yeah, definitely. Big. Yeah, and uh, I think we should just touch. Speaking of the Browns, as we were talking about a couple minutes ago, um, Hugh Jackson, Todd Hugh Haley, Jackson. both out. <laughs> yep. I still don't know what the reason why you would kick out huge jackson at this Dude, point especially at this point of the at season this point, like, do you yeah. think they're trying to build around manzel as people are actually saying do you think they'll you actually mayfield? try mayfield? i mean mayfield? Yeah. <laughs> mayfield, <laughs> mayfield, mayfield mayfield my bad <laughs> but do you think they're trying to build around mayfield because you see these people are saying that you know they're removing this management because they don't really fit or they don't mesh well and they're really trying to play the long game is what people are trying to think here with mayfield not menzel but yeah do you think that's part of the reasoning behind the it very well could, could be, be at this point i don't really know yeah. i i don't know i feel it's hard to say i don't know. i feel with firing huge jackson i think he should have just did that after the 0-16 16 not midway through the point yeah of the like, I, mean, okay, I mean i mean you know they're not doing great but definitely a huge improvement from where they were last year mm-hmm. like yeah I, I don't like they've lost they lost three games this year in overtime and and, and that's and, t- and, yeah. and, and they tied a game too yeah they, they've tied a game so against I, the steelers who is a good ball club exactly yeah, so I, sure. I don't get why i don't get the reason why i mean yeah they might be trying to play the long game but if you're going to fire both of them wait till the end of the season to do that because now you're just creating hectic in the locker room, yeah, or in, in or in the organization, and that's Definitely. just that's just not what you want, especially with a rookie QB with yeah. Mayfield, and you're in do that. I mean, yeah. that's 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 why you see QBs not develop as they should because you have stuff like that where you know their coach gets kicked out mid midway through the point of the season, and it's just like there's no rhyme or reason for it. I yeah. I still don't understand why they fired Hugh Jackson. Okay, well, on next topic, uh, we got. The NBA season last night was a great bunch of games. Uh, Derrick Rose dropping 50. 50. Warriors, another win. Uh, The Lakers picked up their second win, third win, after a three-game losing streak. So I guess thinking the NBA season going so far. You don't want to be around me when my patience runs out. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, I think this happened last week, so we didn't catch it. You know, this is kind of old news, but – Rondo and Chris Paul fight. Oh that yeah, oh and yeah. Ingram, Ingram started it all though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Yep. I so think uh, who's still there. suspended. He yeah. was yeah. last game was his last game still suspended. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, definitely not expect that. Um, no. I knew Rondo was kind of a character. Did not expect Chris Paul to do Especially that. Especially Chris Paul. Did you? And like literally the week after that, everything like came up like uh, Rache, uh that whatever Rashad Martin the. He used to play for Chris Paul. He did an interview with Chris Collinsworth and said, like, yeah, Chris Paul's an awful teammate and, like, 
that's just getting out when like nobody's ever talked about that ever before. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, also, if you've noticed, the the Timberwolves have just recently got a new, uh, some cool new uniforms featuring uh, Prince, the uh, old old singer. But uh, they're actually. Oh yeah, I did see those yeah, actually. Those, those are actually very sick looking. Like they're actually pretty cool. Um, I appreciate the representation for Prince. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sports talk show guys, not music. Yeah, um, yeah, really. yeah, but Derek Rose last night looking like a maniac, Dude, looking like Vincent, 2011. Five twenty eleven D Rose, my man. So he broke his uh, career high in forty four, and then just dropped another fifty. So yeah, yeah. He's got nothing over Clay Thompson now. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's been a lot of fifty point games in the season He's out there yeah. in the NBA records. this season. We had Blake Griffin, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. And then D Rose and a bunch of them, uh, like especially this early on in the season. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm annoyed by the Warriors at this point, and it's just kind of like <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just old stuff. Like they need to go, honestly. Like I mean, I know like it's great when a team beats them, but I mean when it comes to the playoffs, I don't see anybody that can really compete consistently. With them. No, yeah. And making that analogy back to when we were talking about the MLB, how about how we we're talking about one player in baseball can't just take over a game. Yeah. You look at the depth of the Warriors, and you've got KD, Curry, Thompson, and you look at these guys, and that's like as far as the top three scorers go, you could have KD go one night and go off for 40, 50 yeah, points. Right. Exactly. And if and Curry and Thompson are not on their game, it doesn't matter. you got another guy that can take all the way to the team and just put himself exactly. in that position to absolutely take over the game. So just imagine they get cylinders, all you know, firing on all cylinders, and that team's insane because even if two of your three top scoring superstars are off their game, you still get matter. You got three more. Right. Exactly. exactly. It's a great chance to win the game because yeah. you can just score from any position. And, so. like, people are uh, saying, like, you know, how do they have this much cash to pay for them? Well, when you got, you know, when Boogie, when he takes a one-year deal for five mil, then you can obviously see that he just wants the ring. It's yeah, not he about, wants the ring. It's, yeah. not about the, it's not about the cash at all. He just wants the ring. Is that the veteran's minimum? Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming like it's yeah. the veteran's minimum. Yeah, like he left um, New Orleans. Um, which he had a good thing going with KD. Yeah, exactly. with AD. That was a, that I was excited to see what, what they could do, especially with, uh, with having Drew Holiday and all of them that down there. Nikola Mirotic, too. Yeah, yeah like that, that was, was a, a, that was a young team that, was, that looked like they could actually build around. And then Boogie leaves. And yeah. it's just like he's chasing that ring. Yeah. It's just like, you know, in the end, I mean, I know people are always like, oh, yeah, you know, he has this many rings. He has that many rings. But I mean, if you really know basketball, then you know who's good, even if they don't have a ring. Like, it's right. I, don't, I, don't, I think yeah. rings, I think rings are kind of blown way out of proportion. Like, yeah. I, unless, you know, unless you're like, unless you're like LeBron, who. Honestly, it's been eight years in a row. Yeah, yeah exactly. then you kind of like okay. But then you look at some. You look at a guy like Scalabrini, who <laughs> just is kind of there. He kind of piggybacks on yeah. the success of others. How dare you disrespect the white mamba? It can, <laughs> it can really go either way. Like, but it's just I agree that the rings is sometimes not always, but sometimes not a proper representation of a player's worth to their team and organization or to a whole city. You exactly. have people who have made Definitely. such big impacts, and you know they might not get the recognition for it, but. People there know it, and that's yeah. what matters. Exactly. Yep. All right, so we'll move on. We got the NCAA football, the oh, first yes. college football playoff. Uh, top 25 yes. came out this week. We got Alabama, Clemson, LSU, it. and Notre Dame for the top four. That's and then the first Michigan. two out was Michigan and who else? Uh, Georgia. 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 Michigan and Georgia. Okay. Which State, University of Kentucky, 
Ohio State, Florida, UFC. Which L- top six is the only thing that matters. Which LSU, they're playing Georgia this – or no, LSU's playing Bama. They're playing Bama. They're in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And so that should be a good test for both teams. And I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but right. the thing is that, <laughs> like, as you're looking at the point spread, like the picks here, mm-hmm. they're going to Baton Rouge, and they're playing the third-best team in the country – Alabama, and they're still favored by two touchdowns. Exactly. exactly. That's insane. And just because people know, it's just like you've never seen such complete dominance by a college football team in the, yeah. in the past years, this past decade, than you've seen from and the thing, Alabama. The thing that people are talking about, they're wondering if Bama actually loses this game, if that'll take them out of the top that was four. About, that was, is literally what I was about to say, Kevin. So yeah. do you guys think that if Bama loses this game by like even like one point, one score, no. No. They, are they out of the top four? No. no. There's can't. no way. You can't. No. You can't just take Bama out. Think back um, to last year when they lost the Iron Bowl to Auburn, and they were with the, oh, yeah, that Bama's out of the top four. And then they're still in the top four, even I though they lost they just went down one to number two. They, I think that's yeah, where yeah, they, yeah, exactly. they even get they, – yeah, they dropped one. And I think that's what people call the Bama effect is that – you know, Bama's just their resume. Everyone, oh, it's Bama. Like, we're going to keep them in the top four because we, we're just going to assume that they are the top, top yeah. four, which and this year they're pr- proving that they are the top four, that they definitely are the top four team. For sure, that caliber yeah. of team. And I was just going off of that. They talked about how they had a lot of new committee members this year as far as selecting the playoff teams, and there was a general shift in the past. The committee members have focused more on, well, what have you done? Exactly. Who have you beat? Who do you play? How well have you beat them? That's all they've considered. And now it's starting to be more of a trend of, well, what can you do? Yeah. They're looking at more of a team's potential. And that not only has Alabama beat up on some really good teams, but also you look at the potential of that team as well as some other teams. I like, you know, Kentucky. I don't know you talked about only the – Kentucky, Benny Snell. Exactly. I know you talk about the only top six matter. I think man. That's what I'm saying. That is my – you've never seen – I have never seen Kentucky – as. Kentucky is a football school. People don't think that. You mean a basketball school? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they think People of it as a football basketball. school. People as don't school. associate Kentucky with a football school. When yeah. has their football team been solid as it has been this year? And so I think that some new names up there, that's that's good to see. But obviously that top dog spot remains with Bama. So. Yeah. Um, looking at the top eight right now, I think, um, honestly, when you look at uh, both, both the AP and the college poll, whatever, I think – you should really take out Oklahoma from that equation because they're playing yeah. in the Big 12. The Big 12, I mean, it's a good conference. It's one of the Power Five, but it's not by any means. It, I think it's It's honestly, not it's the f- Big Ten. It's not the SEC. Oh, yeah. it's, it's definitely For fourth sure. or fifth on the number or in the, the list of oh, yeah, the Power Five schools. So I think you can count that, them out. But I think Ohio State could definitely jump over Oklahoma. I think, um, I think Oklahoma – I think really your top seven being Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU – U of M, I guess they're I guess they're a five rate team. I I don't I don't, I don't really even know. agree with that statement to be oh, completely yeah. honest with I, you. I, I, I think we're top ten, but we're yeah, definitely not. Definitely top, top five. ten, but five that I, that's pushing it at yeah, this point. That I went mean, over Mi- Michigan State really jumped them up, but I mean Yeah. Yeah. but I mean, you know, I, I still don't think we're a top five team. Not we'll, we'll see they this Saturday because they're playing Penn State. I so. mean, that'll yeah. be a good game. This will prove their worth. I mean, if they do beat Penn State, Penn you know. What's Penn State ranked? They're definitely they're like, they're like 14, four, They're 14. Okay. They're at 6-2. and two. They might be a little overrated as well. You yeah. A lot of oh, yeah. inconsistency. I yeah. think the real test is going to be Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that that, will, that's that, the game. If, that's if U of M does by chance win that, that will prove their worth in the top five. Unless, I think that will um, unless Ohio State, spot. Unless Ohio State slips up against, what are they playing? Mi- exactly. Mi- Michigan State? Are they playing them this weekend? 
I believe they do. I think they I are. They do. Okay. I, know, I know they play them sometimes. Well, I, I can't really even trust Ohio State with that embarrassing exactly. loss to Purdue last week. Oh, my yeah. God. So that was embarrassing. embarrassing by 30 loss, points yeah. almost. So to oh Purdue, who's 4-4 four and four or something like that. So also uh, not like in the top 10 or anything. Actually, they're not in the top any 25. Uh, but recently, yesterday, Maryland fired a uh, head coach, oh, DJ yeah, Durkin. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what Michigan State has this weekend. So, yeah, Maryland. So, that's oh, Maryland that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I think that'll I think be Michigan State an interesting win. game I got to Michigan see State how they'll handle themselves. Yeah, yeah but reading off of that coach. story, you have Durkin, who the coach who had lost a player, actually. The player had fatality. Yeah, died. Died yeah. of a heat stroke. Yes, during practice. So they placed him on an administrative leave and since has just come back was it tuesday just monday or tuesday comes fired. back and he goes initially right into a player meeting and what's told is that a lot of the players stood up and left and they just left the meeting they didn't want anything to do with this new head coach there were student demonstrations on campus just advocating for his removal and then finally that didn't even have 24 hours and the school did what they had to they get they removed him so that was i yeah. think the right decision because i agree they got a quote from the the player who actually passed away. His dad, he said that he felt like he got punched in the gut when they brought him back to coach. He said that he felt like he got punched in the gut and he was disgusted because he could not believe they had brought him back after that happened. Yeah. Uh, something that I heard is that the um, president of Maryland told the AD that it's either you fire Durkin or you're getting fired yourself. And I don't know if that's true. That's just something that I saw online on Twitter, which, I mean, look at what happened. Obviously, I, that could be a possibility possibility but yeah that's what i heard is that the president said either you fired durkin or you're getting fired yourself you know, people choo- will look up the chain of command you know that well who's not making the decision to get rid of this guy exactly well, and that's, that's just scary job. to think that very they're they're literally college football players are kids that are literally playing sports and like you can push your kids but it's there's a point where it's like there's they're a not point. they're not pro athletes. They're yes, yeah. they are great athletes. They're D one, but they're trying to get to that level. They're trying to get to that yeah, level. Yeah, but at, there's a point where it is. Enough enough. I mean, exactly. I would agree. There's a point, but there's there is that want. To yes, get to the there's next that level. want to get them to be as great as they can be, but sometimes I, they overdo it, and I, unfortunately, someone died because of it. And I think it was a great decision to get rid of the coach. I think, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, so I think also another reason why they want that drive is because. You see all these like teams that used to be not as uh, as good as they used to, um, just start making like the the top twenty five or start getting really good. And I think that a lot of teams start like trying to drive to become one of those top twenty five, and they'll they'll start doing anything to get better and better, and then they push it too far. Yeah, I think um, I think the big problem, I think this has really become like a social thing, is that you know now it hasn't really come like now when it comes to head coaches, it's not about like how much of a people person you are it's about if you can win games or not and that's why i think they brought durkin back because they did not want to try to restart bring in a new head coach and have to pretty much rebuild all over again they did not want to do that which why i think they reinstated them because they were like they're think because it's all i think now like just look at ohio state urban meyer like or just look him at florida he was running a prison over there at florida and then they still they still kept him in there and then he eventually left and went to ohio state and then he has all that, and now he has all that stuff going on, and he's still there. And it's just not about you know how good of a person you are; it's about if you can win games. Just yeah. look and at a, a 
Maryland was winning games this year. Yeah, like Maryland oh, wasn't Maryland like was Rutgers. Like the year, I believe, can exactly. someone see what their record is? But and they were was, winning games. That was under the interim head coach as well. Yeah, yeah. they've only Maryland's record. Yeah, Maryland's record. He was doing it. I knew they a good they, job. Over they there. beat Texas the first game. Of yeah, exactly. The season. They're so. winning big games, which Texas is ranked like 14th now or something, or six or something close like that. Yeah. yeah. So Maryland's three and two in the Big Ten East, yeah. and then five and three overall. Five and three. That's which a, is that's not a good ball club. They're gonna. Playing a bowl this year. Rutgers so, is yeah. one and seven. I mean, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Maryland used to be at the at Rutgers. They used level. to be at that yeah. same place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You've seen Maryland's just taking another step. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. I think definitely. I think the biggest like example of um like people just wanting wins is looking at Louisville and Rick Pitino down there because he's not a good person. If you like, if you look back on his history, he's not a good person at all. Rick but, Pitino, but, the basketball coach, correct. Oh no! Louisville basketball um, coach. Sorry, not the basketball. I was talking about football. Football. Patino, that's the basketball coach. I know the football one. Oh. The football one. I know he's. Yeah, Patino's a basketball coach. Yeah, but I know. I know, <laughs> I know that the fo- football one. He's not a good person at all. Like okay. he, if you look, if you look back, I, I have to find him up. I have to look him up. But I know he's not a good person at all. Like I saw a whole like twenty minute clip on him. Like he's not a good person. I'll play wins games. So at Louisville, just just talking about like the culture as far as just. How important winning is? Is that what you're just trying? Yeah, to it's just yeah, to? it's just that like that he wins games for him, so they keep him in there. But he's there, he had like all this stuff, a ton Priority of scandals. Number one, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, people are saying, you know, if say, oh yeah, Bobby Bobby Petrino, that's who he is, Bobby Petrino. Okay, I got okay. Petrino Petrino. But uh, yeah, yeah pe- people are saying, you know, if um, if Nick Saban, you know, get him out of there if he had the same problem. Yeah, we all know he would not get kicked out if he did something like that. I mean, I doubt. Saban would even do anything like that, but if something did happen, I doubt he would get kicked out just because he wins games for him. Yeah. yeah, it's all about the, the winning and the it's all the about money the rings and the yeah. money. And so real, okay, Mark, sorry, real quick before we switch it up, what do you guys? Who do you guys think is going to win the Big West? I know Northwestern, Iowa, and Wisconsin have all been fighting for that spot, and Northwestern being five and one in the division. I mean, I think Iowa still has a chance to you know get to the point where they could potentially lead and then play in the Big. Ten championship. Northwestern has looked real good this year. They have. Wisconsin's definitely not going to make it because they're they're running hot and cold this year. I mean, they have the same record as Purdue and Iowa, and they're all below Northwestern. So at this point, anything could happen. Who have they lost to exactly though? Like they're losing to teams that Wisconsin lost to Michigan. They lost. Yes, that's. (laughs) I'm talking about. I mean, that was a good game. I'm going to be honest with you. I that was the only team that they played that they lost to that was actually good. Other than that, they lost to the BYU and they lost to another team. And again, uh, that BYU loss was by one point. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Two points, maybe. I don't. It was was very close. Very close, but I don't think I like. I it was by like a field goal kick. That's but, I mean, it's not like Wisconsin is losing 30 points to Purdue like Ohio State is. I mean, I think Wisconsin saw a shot to I get like, to that top spot. I like Northwestern. I was I was there this past summer. They have a brand-new $270 million practice facility oh, right wow. on Lake Michigan. And those guys, I mean, if that's not going to motivate you, <laughs> Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, love that. I mean, just – just being able to shake that guy's hand, you just feel like he's a real genuine guy. And although the, at times they've definitely looked a little inconsistent this year, for sure, but you can just see the potential that those guys have over there. And I yeah, think I know. now people are starting to realize that this this group of guys they got a they got a good shot to you know win that. And playing, I did not consider them a contender until the MSU game. And I mean, 
and mm-hmm. even then I was still like, you know, it was just like not not luck, but it was just like, no, you know, MSU had play. mistakes yeah. and I mean, but I mean they capitalized. They showed that they could play in a gritty game, yep. which most games against MSU they're not going to be the flashiest, but they're going to be a gritty, tough, played out game and they showed that they could take the mistakes from the other team and capitalize, which is the biggest thing right now yeah, that is in huge. college football, so definitely. All right. Move on to Detroit sports. So Detroit Lions three and four, Pistons uh, four and three. You know, Detroit sports are looking up, or what are they doing? Looking down. Let's see what they think. Let's let's start with the Lions first, and let's just you know let's just get right to the point. Golden Tate trade. It's kind uh, of oh, yeah. it's a Philly for yeah. a third round pick. Yeah. Smart. A lot of people. Yeah, I think it's smart. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. That's, that's what he was worth though originally. Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was a he was a third round pick. I have, I have no clue. Yeah, but he he was leaving after this year, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, his, most contract, likely. his contract was up. You wanted what eighty million? He wanted he's he would he would wanted forty four year fifty million for an old wide receiver over the other side of thirty. Yeah. So, I think this is a good. Personally, I think this was a great trade yeah. because yeah. definitely it was a smart. third round pick. A lot of good players are found in the third round, and yeah, especially yeah. next year we have Marvin Jones, we have Kenny Galladay, who are both on the rise. We both have them for three plus more seasons so i think this is a great twin trade for bob quinn because yeah. it just yeah, showed that sure. yeah like a lot of people like golden tate he was a great guy for detroit and he really did a lot for the city but like it is a business the nfl is yeah, and sure. it's all about winning and a lot of people said that like this shows like the locker room that oh this is not about winning like the season's over because we traded golden tate but it's not it's really just I think thinking about the future, opposite. right? It's not yeah. about only this year; it's about the years to come yeah. as well. I mean, the Lions are definitely better this year, but they were definitely not getting. You know, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but if they do, I don't think they're going to make it that big of a run. No, usually they don't. Defense. They don't make yeah. it very far in the playoffs if they do make it. Yeah. I mean, touching so, off of the the Golden Tate, you look at, you know, we have those young receivers who are showing a lot of a lot of promise and. The big thing for that is now that we actually have started to establish a run game to complement those yeah. receivers in this we passing game. We don't need a hundred you know, receivers. Great. Yeah. Terry right. Johnson, 77 carries, 466 yards. And so that, along with, I don't know if Blunt has been really doing it for me. He He's a kind of a he's struggle kind of back. A power, yeah, but he's just a power back. He's looking at that, and he's rushing. He's averaging six yards per carry. Yeah. And carry that's, on is? that's something yeah, that we haven't, as an organization, have not seen in a while. And we're seeing... Does. We're seeing that even though we're losing, maybe we lost like a, one of our better players, our better, uh, our Yak King. <laughs> yak no, King we lost yeah. our Yak yeah. King, but yak King. Sure. we have this run game that can now complement the other aspects of our offense. Defense is starting to make some plays, and it's we can see how it can carry over. Yeah, I think this also will help uh, Kenny Galladay. Oh, help him develop because now he'll be getting more targets. Well, he's uh, officially the number two receiver. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. right. so now the line's receiver core is. Um, Jones, Galladay, and then I got TJ Jones, who he's been he's been with the when Lions for a number of years, kind of got slot back, and then he's decent. He has speed. So when his number's called, he makes a play. Exactly. Like, yeah. So like when he needs a play, there he'll go. go in and make a catch. Like he doesn't have any problems. He's not like great at anything, but he's just when his solid, number's right? called, he'll make a yeah. play. Yeah. And so. then their fourth wide receiver, uh, they they got an undrafted free agent from from uh, Florida. His name is Brandon Powell, I believe his name Who is. He turned punts last week. For yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I uh, apparently he's supposed to be like Golden Tate. So we'll see if uh, you know he'll probably get some reps this weekend. So I'll look out for him. And then you know also when Theo comes back, he he could play some slot. He's pretty much a wide receiver. He's yeah, he's basically a wall, he's yeah, basically a, a third and long back. You could definitely put him out. Yeah, there you could definitely put him on the slot. Position. Yeah, you could definitely go empty set, put him out in the slot. 
which I also read an article, which I think the Lions are going to start doing more two-back with Carrion and Theo when he comes That'd back because be that opens up, that puts mismatch on linebackers and safeties for Theo like and Carrion. Like Carrion's that. a great back out of the out. He's good at everything, really. He's an overall athlete, and that's yeah. what you get when you get an overall yeah. athlete, someone who can run between the tackles, someone you can get out on the perimeter, and someone who you can leak out of the backfield and catch yeah. the ball and yeah. really make some Someone like Kobe Manzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrion, Carrion can actually catch, too. That's one of his underrated – abilities that he came out from Auburn is that uh, no one really thought he could catch, but he can catch pretty well. So I think having that two-back set, it definitely will keep defenses on their toes because you could, you know, you could throw it to th- throw it to Theo. Throw it out to Theo, or you could throw it out to carry on or run between the tackles with carry on. So, you, you know, the, you know, you're there's versatility. Yeah. The, yeah there's yeah, lots the, of the possibilities. Are endless. So, uh, yeah. All right, and I think that will finally wrap it up. This is season six, episode two of Cheap Seats. Uh, it's our sports broadcast show brought to you by TPW. I was joined today by right hand man Mark Studier. What's up? Derek Dungan. Howdy. Teddy Hirschfield. Thanks, Hunter. Kevin McCormick <laughs> Jr. Glad to be here. And Kobe Manzo. Um, this is a good show. Today's November 1st, 2018, and that wraps up our final episode, our second episode of the year. <laughs> there you go. Have a great yeah. day, Lake Orion.